Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Family, welcome back. This is because you need to know or understand. Today's topic is seek and destroy. It seems like the devil tries to destroy you. To, to throw you off the away from everything that he can from family to finances to uh, outside influences, television, social media, whatever that he may attack you from whatever angle and family on the line to insight and go a little deeper in it. And even give some examples of how the devil tried to seek them out or searching to destroy them. Here on the line we have uh, Pastor Robinson and my wife Monica. Welcome, family. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. So today's subject matter is search and destroy. Yes, sir. It's very real. It's not um, something that someone fabricated. It's not something that, um, you know, it's a topic of discussion. It's it's, it's very, very, uh, very real, whether we want to. Admit it or not, and um, you know, I, I, yeah, obviously from where I come from, I, I speak from a, a biblical perspective, but I also speak from a very personal perspective. And even in the Bible, that scripture which you, you know, uh, are talking about it, it, it talks about how He comes to um, steal, kill, and destroy. You know, it talks about that very, very plainly. And the thing about it is this. You know, uh, we get upset about it, we get confused by it, we get angry, we act as if we're caught off guard. But the truth of the matter is, I mean, you know, it's sort of like saying, well, God, it's, it's, uh, this rain is wet. Well, rain is supposed to devil, the enemy, the thief, whatever you want to call it. He's supposed to steal, kill, and destroy, you know. And um, to me, if he's not aggravating you, if he's not trying to destroy your life, then you probably need to check and see if you're not on the same team with him because uh, he tries to stop uh, success. He tries to stop progress, you know. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, I really feel like it's not even strange to have a a daily encounter uh, with the enemy. Uh, I think you just have to expand on exactly who the enemy is. You can call him the devil. You can call him doubt. You can call him worry. You can call him 
temptation. You can call him lying, you know, hiding, all types of things. It, regardless of what form it comes in, um, anything that tries to keep you out of the life you're supposed to be living, you know, um, that's part of the devil's job. That's that's what he that's what he does. So, um, you know, and his, that's what he does. He searches us out. He looks for a way. Okay, how can I get you today? You know, can I get you through, um, you know, um, something somebody's saying about you? Can I get you through something you're worried about? Can I get you through something that you need that you don't have? Can I get you through temptation? But I got to find a way. And that's the, that's the seeking and the searching. You know, he's strategic with it. You know, he, he watches us, and he looks for patterns, and he looks for all types of things. And unfortunately, everything I just told you, even though I'm well aware of that, it still uh, <laughs> makes me angry when it happens because I fall for the okey-doke. So, yeah, very, very uh, relevant topic. Um, he's out there, and he's out to get us every day of our lives. And, and I think even more than that, he, he uses people closest to us to, you know, kind of dis- disguise himself. Um you know, I can remember going through, you know, this is something um, that hits a little close to home even right now, but I can remember going through college and um, having my identity, so to speak, stolen. You know, I, I call myself going to, you know, help my um, brother get a cell phone, you know, and so I, I walk into the place, fill out the application, and you know, to find out that I've already had a cell phone for a couple of years um, with this particular company, and, and the bill was astronomical. Um, after doing some digging, I was able to find that while the cell phone did exist in my name with my Social Security number, a family member of mine actually walked into the store and opened the account using my information. Um, you know, so the, the devil uses people closest to you to kind of get his job done. Wow. It's it's funny because that's I'm going through the same thing. Um I received a an email or a credit update telling me that I have a collection and it was for a medical bill. I'm like, um what the hell is is this? I haven't even been to the doctor, you know, it's not even time for my annual physical, let alone um, me going for an ailment or a procedure, only to find out that um, someone else has put me down as a uh, responsible one or a guarantor and using my info. Of course, they didn't pay the bill, and I get it. But this isn't the first time. I did everything that I could do to protect it. But when you protect it, it keeps one from opening an account. However, it doesn't stop them from putting a collection or what have you in there. And in spite of realizing that more so an inconvenience, um, you feel betrayed, you feel 
shit violated, you know, it's like you can just do what you want to do, and there's nothing that I can do about it. You know what I mean? And it, and it is bothersome. You know, it's it's a great inconvenience, to say the least. But now I have to prove that it wasn't me versus you guys proving that it was me before you initiated this account or what have you. It, uh, you know, it comes in all forms and uh, and fashions, you know, to try and and keep you from, you know, whatever that next level is um, that that God has for you. And you know, I can talk about it. It gets kind of crazy. Um, I even had, you know, situations where the, you know, the devil was trying to literally take my child. You know, and that's not call me crazy, but that's serious when he uses people to try and influence you to to do his work, and you know if you don't have that spiritual connection and and, and that you and stay prayed up and and a family who's prayed for you and with you to get you through these things in life, then you know you can fall for it, and some people can end up. Other people can end up paying you know, the ultimate price. That's true. Well, well you, you, have, you, have you, you said it earlier. You said it earlier about. You said it earlier about. Um, you know, and and it's you know, it wasn't just a statement. That's the truth. Uh, anytime there's going to be an attack, or anytime there's going to be, you know, stolen identity, or or. or or whatever, especially when it comes to the devil himself, he always uses the people closest to you. I mean, in all honesty, um, nobody would question if my, for instance, if my son went in and uh, our names are very similar, and nobody would question if my son went in and um, to use my credit card. Now they don't know he may have stolen it. They they're not going to question him, but because they know, well, that's that's his son. They'll let him do that. And so usually when the devil uh, wants to destroy us, he uses the people closest to us. He always uses the people closest to us. And, and um, you know, and I think that's why it's so devastating. That's why it hurts so bad because we wouldn't think that the ones closest to us would hurt us that way. But uh, we got to wake up because that's life. I mean, uh, that's just life. I mean, in all honesty, I would expect my enemy to, to kind of do me wrong. I'd be upset, but the ones closest to me, I mean, the two that's on this phone right here tonight, if you uh, had been searching me out the entire time, you know, pick up, picked up on my patterns, you know every Tuesday night I'm on this call at 9 o'clock. You know that I rushed in the house, and I don't know, you've been riding in the car with me, and you know that I leave my wallet in a certain place. Well, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to get on the call at 9.30, and by the time I get off at 10.30, 11 o'clock or whatever, uh, by morning time, I'll say, then all of a sudden uh, my identity has been stolen. You know, well, it was one of the two that was on this line, and and that's usually the case. The people closest to you, they know your patterns. They know your cycles. They know what you do like, what you don't like. They know you, everything there is about you. 
that's the ones that we have to be, you know, the most leery of, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it's hard because you love them, but at the same time, you got to understand that uh, that's the ones that have the, 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 the immediate access. So that's it's kind of funny. It's kind of like a two-edged sword because once you do find out, and I think we need to talk about that tonight, you know, um, you know, we need to talk about, okay, how, how do, you know, when you say search and destroy, okay, who does the searching and how do we protect it, you know, protect ourselves from being searched out like that? And also, how do we recover? Because um, recovering from a family member, somebody's going to get hurt and you you kind of want to take it easy on a family member or whatever, but we'll talk about it later, but, you know, you hurt me, so now... <laughs> well, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Oh yeah, I mean, you know who? So let, who does the searching? You know, and it's it's kind of like, you know, you you say you know when you talk about a family member, I could tell you I, I, was, I had a conversation with my brother about a week ago, and um, you know we we have he and I have similar issues with with the same family member. And so it was a conversation where, you know, we had talked about canceling. And I said, you know, I, I think I'm going to go and get canceled. And I said, because I don't know if it's, if it's right that I now expect this person to always be this way. And it, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that she allows the devil to use her in such a way to hurt us or to try and hinder our blessings or to try and hinder and and stunt our growth, especially when it comes to the spirit. And, you know, we kind of, you know, like I'm comfortable not having um, a relationship with this person because because it's always the same, you know. And so we kind of question ourselves and say, you know, well, should we be so comfortable to to allow the relationship to kind of sever, you know, like that or – to kind of put it on on the back burner, you know what I mean? What do you do when the it, especially the the family member that the enemy is using has is proven over and over again to to be, you know, a weapon against you, so to speak. You know, what do you do when you get to that place where, you know, is 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 easier to to cut ties versus keep interfacing and, you know, putting yourself in the same situations over and over again. Well, I I don't believe that you use um, I don't believe that avoiding it is is helping or helpful. I think that you got to see it head on. But we don't like to because you know, we don't want the conflict. Me, I can confront these individuals and and I'm going to get even more upset because it's not going to do anything, but they're, they're not going to do anything, but um, deny it or abuse. And either way, it's going to upset me. I don't want to example. You know what I mean? But in my mind, hold on to what my grandmother say, the unjust don't profit. And you wonder why you catch hell so much because, Not going to profit from it. You know what I mean? 
I understand exactly what what you're saying, and and you know to to add to it, I think we just got to face, accept the truth. I mean, you know, we we got to accept people for who they are, not for who we want them to be or are who they are supposed to be. I mean, you just you just stole from me. You just you just intentionally hurt me. You just you know took your you know your your my 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 kindness in my relationship. And you took full advantage of that. And even though, you know, I'll use, you know, Q right here on the phone, that's my brother. I love him. I, I really love him. I love him so much. And, he, and because he's my brother, he, he's not supposed to hurt me. If he, if he can't help me, he needs to just avoid me, you know. And I, and I know that, and he knows that. But at the same time, if he has been watching me, if he has, has hurt me, if he has cut me in some kind of way, stolen from me, use my identity, um, you know, did something like that, then, you know, especially if he's done it more than once, you know, maybe maybe I'll forgive him the first time. Maybe I'll agree. Well, matter of fact, I'll forgive him every time, but I'm not going to allow him to stay in position to do that again. I got to see that, okay, this brother, I, you know, regardless of how he's supposed to feel about me, he's shown me who he really is, and so I can love him without giving him access. I can love him without, you know, endangering myself, you know. I can mm-hmm. feed him as the old folks say with a long handled spoon. I can I can love you without you loving me. I can do that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, a lot of times we feel like, okay, if I love then you love. No, I'm gonna love all the time. I'm gonna do my part, but I refuse to give you total access. You 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 haven't earned that right. You've you've lost those privileges. You know, I'll give you what I feel like, um, you know, I, I want you to have or what I feel like you need, but I will not. You you don't get the – my life's no longer a buffet to you. You don't get to walk up and down and pick and choose, and you don't get that any longer. You know, what you get is uh, what I see that you're in need of. And so – and that's hard to do because it's – you know, especially when it comes to family because it's like, well, God, you know, you can't do that. Well, who said that? Who told us that? Who told us that? Because uh, you forfeited those rights. You really forfeited those rights. And so I think we just have to see uh, folk for who they really are and stop saying, yeah, but that's, you know, my brother. That's cute. Uh, you know, I got to let, let him go. Well, what happened to that old adage, you know, fool me once, shame on you. You know, you, you after a while, you turn into the fool. I mean, come on now. Come on now, you done bit me twice, and I'm going to keep sticking my hand in your mouth. No, <laughs> you're not going to do that. I may not blow your head off, but, you know, uh, uh, you don't get another shot at that. So, And, and I'm, 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 I know I'm stepping on some, some toes because, you know, there's some sacred cows in families. You don't, you don't go against this. Blood is thicker than water, and on and on and on. But when you say blood yeah. is thicker, thicker than water... They sucking the blood out of you. I mean, how much blood you got left, you know? And so, you know, I, I'm sorry. That sounds evil almost, but it's evil for me to sit there and allow you to continue abusing me just because we're family. No, I love you, but you's not going to drain my bank account, wreck all my cars, uh, you know. No, no, brother. No, man, I, I promise you I still love you. I, I still love you, man. I promise you I love you. 
but you show me your love for me. So, you know, my expectation for you, I know who you are now. So I'm going to speak to you, but, you know, me and, me and your dealings are going to be few and far between. <laughs> you know, does that sound does that sound wrong? Or does that sound evil? Does that sound, what does that sound like to you guys? That sounds real. That sounds yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, you know, it sounds like, honestly, the the truth. You know, you don't get a free pass just because we are related. You know, um, it, 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 hey, you know, uh, I'm one of those people. I can feed you with a long-handed spoon. I can love you if you don't love me. I can, you know, I can love you and, and not continue to put myself in the same path of of your evil doing, so to speak. Um, that sounds like the truth. Oh, I agree. And I can respect you from a distance. I can love you from a distance. You know what I mean? But I can kill you kindness. Instead of me putting you out your I can make you suffer and let God do it. He's blessing me along the way regardless. You know, the best tool to defeat hater is with success. So you're you're trying to steal my identity to hinder, but what's for you is God gonna make it happen. It's fine. You know what I mean? So you're in foreclosure, you're calling to borrow money from me, but you're trying to steal my my progression. You know what I mean? Like, huh? How does that really work? And then, you know, you really have to sometimes, you know, because I've sat back and I've asked myself, you know, hundreds and thousands of times, you know, does, does this person really understand the impact you know uh, of, of of what they're doing. Like, do you do you really understand the lines that you are crossing? And and if you do, what what do you expect from me? If you keep taking my identity, you keep you know getting things in my name, and I keep having to fight just to prove who I am. Um, you know, what What do you expect me to do? You know, do you know that what you're doing is wrong? Are you doing this intentionally? Do you know, you know, some people, unfortunately, don't understand um, that there's a spirit behind all of this. You know, it's, it's I've, I've, I've had moments where I've literally felt like I was having conversations with none other than the devil himself, and nobody can tell me otherwise simply because of the words that the person was using in the conversation with me and everything was misconstrued. Um, And I knew that at that point that, you know what, I'm not dealing with X, Y, Z family member. I'm dealing with, you know, the devil himself because now he's saying, you know, trust me, you know what I mean? And it was the whole, um, the whole shift from, in my spirit from, okay, now now you just got to step back from this thing. You know, you got to be smart enough and, and have enough discernment to, to back away and let and let God fight this battle for you. So I guess my, my ultimate question is, at, at what point 
does do people understand that they are no longer in control of their actions, but they are being used to to get evil works done? Or do they ever get to that point where they understand that? I think they have to have to want. They have to know different. You know, when you use a, a minor, my son, he is my namesake. Um, there's generational uh, suffix that differentiate the two of us. But if he don't know because from what he sees his guardian do, he just don't want to do. And that's not making an excuse or saying that it's acceptable. It's just he doesn't know any better, right? So ultimately the responsibility is ours, and that's to protect our credit, to put a lock on our social, to uh, maybe even at last case change the number. But just because, you know, by chance someone has your your information, that does not give them the right to use it. Just because, you know, you leave wallet in someone's car, it does not give them the right to go shop free. That's not right. That's stealing. Right, and, and, and then I really ahead, can't trust. But even on a greater scale of things, you know, it's stealing is 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 one thing. But you know, again, um, when when you're dealing with, I guess, on a more on a less specific. Um, issue when you're dealing with someone or a person as a whole who is attacking you, not just taking your credit or, or or getting something in your name, but literally attacking you to keep you from, you know, I would almost say to, to take you out if if at all possible. But when you have someone coming up against you, I guess my, my question is, is, it's a spiritual battle um, for those who have faith and, and understand this whole um, spirituality thing. Um, do, do you think that that person kind of understands when at the point where they lose control and somebody else is controlling them? Like that right now they're being used as a puppet in this whole situation. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Like, so, I do so not it, just go ahead. I I do believe that it's a, it's a it's spiritual warfare, but it attacks us carnally. It attacks us the flesh. You know what I mean? And oftentimes we realize that when it's too late, we want to fight somebody, you know, fist to fist, man to man. But in actuality, it's not. Who you're fighting, you can do no harm to the situation, only to that person or that catalyst that's being used. You know what I mean? So you definitely gotta, you definitely gotta stay prayed. You definitely gotta um, rebuke, and you definitely gotta keep or and remove and keep those people out of your lives until they get themselves on the same accord or the same 
the same yoke as you. Pastor, you're Yes, sir. I, I'm I'm with I'm with both of you. Um, you know, it's one thing. I'll say one thing. And that there are a lot of people that have a lot of, um, you know, their possessions mean a lot to them. So I don't want to, um, you know, minimize that by anything. But there's times whenever, um, okay, for me, if you still on um, my laptop, you know, I'm really going to be upset. I got some. Valuable information on that. I worked. I paid for it. Uh, it's part of what I use to do my 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 work. But it's another thing for you to do that than 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 it is to for you to 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 steal my heart. In other words, you take advantage of me. I left a laptop in your car. You used you used it. You eventually you went and pawned it and and kept the money and whatever whatever. Okay, that that hurts. But whenever it's um, you know. A few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, whatever it was, you know, we talked about my relationship with my father. Well, for a while, my father felt as though I treated me. I can't say how he felt. He's not, I've never asked him that. But he treated me as if, okay, um, you know, first of all, you're the son. I'm the daddy. So whatever I say, you got to stand here and listen to it. And then second <laughs> of all, you got to forgive me for what I've done, you know, and uh, you know, just go on and act like everything's okay. Don't 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 bring up the past. You know, just say I forgive you and go on. And you know, I wrestled with that for for a minute, and then I realized, you know, this guy don't know what he's doing. This guy, you know, he he don't he don't know uh, what he's doing. He don't realize that, you know, the devil's using him to destroy me because. Okay, if it's Q, I can go back at him, but because it's Daddy, you know, I gotta, I gotta go, you know, I gotta, I gotta humble myself and just listen. But you know, the the devil is a liar. I don't have to sit there and listen to that foolishness now, because first of all, there's a big difference in being a daddy and being a father, you know. And he's he's he he hasn't been, you know, uh, the daddy I needed him to be. He hasn't he hasn't taken care of me. He hasn't earned the right for me to sit there. And take everything that he says as truth. He, he don't. He don't do that. I get the right to say what I want to listen to and what I, I choose not to listen to. And uh, so that's a whole other level of looking at this thing. And the other thing that I wanted to add is this. You know, one of you guys ask a question. You know, does, does people realize they're being used by the devil? You know, um, I'm going to say sometimes they do, but the majority of times they don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, here I am, a preacher of the gospel, you know, not a perfect man or whatever, but I don't realize that I'm being used by God. Let me show you what I mean. Okay, if I'm in a pulpit, if I'm at a, a prison, if I'm at a, you know, a school speaking or something like that, okay, yeah, God is using me to convey a message. But what about when I'm walking down the street and, you know, um, just regular G.I. Joe is watching me. They don't know who I am or anything. And here I am over here. I done grabbed a 40-ounce, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing it. So I don't realize that right then God wants to use me everywhere I go. And because I'm not aware of that all the time, I miss the opportunity to um, affect somebody's life in a positive manner. And so, mm-hmm. you know, doing what I do, I don't realize sometimes that I'm being used even by God. But guess what? On the other flip side of the coin, you know, 
I don't realize sometimes I'm being used by the – and that's just me I'm talking about. There's times, right. you know, I'll say, okay, you know what, uh, listen, y'all, y'all forgive me. Please, please forgive me. Please don't look down on – don't blame any other minister. Don't, don't, don't blame them for what I'm about to say because they're farther along than I am. I'm a realist, and I'll tell you where I am. I do love God. God does love me. He does use me or whatever, but I still know how to cuss. And there's still some people that know how to press my cuss button, if you understand what I'm saying. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when that's coming out of me, guess what? At that moment, I'm being used by the devil. Because some people was waiting right. to say, I knew he wasn't real. I knew, he, no, I'm real. It's just <laughs> you, you flip that side that, you know, uh, that I don't want anybody to see. So, see, even mm-hmm. me, I can be used by the devil. Anybody can mm-hmm. be used by them, but I get condemned by it, and once I'm conscious of it, then I'm going to go ahead and try to correct it, whereas this other person, they're being used by the devil every day. They literally work for it. They're employed by mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, so that may not help, but that's the way it is for me at least. Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand that. And, you know, I guess I, as I got, I didn't realize this, obviously, and, until, you know, you, you get older and then you know, life happens and your faith grows a little stronger because God has taken you through some things and, and brought you up. Um, but as a young girl, since we decided to, I mean, you guys decided to, to have this kind of call and I think that it's important for a level of transparency. So I guess I'll go ahead and be a little real right now because, you know, I, I think that when we talk about this, sometimes people don't understand how powerful being used is and how powerful some words are or most words are all. Um, but when I was a young girl, you know, I come from parents who were divorced. They I, They got divorced when I was a very young age and I was visiting my mom and um, my dad at this point had, had remarried and, you know, um, and so I, I never forget she came into my bedroom and I had taken a friend down with me and we were in the room playing cards and stuff and, and my mom came in as we were about to go to sleep and the lights were out and, um, she she says, you know, that, that my dad was in trouble, you know, that this woman he was with had put voodoo on him and buried his underwear in the backyard. Now, y'all, y'all can laugh because I, I thought it was funny, too. And she says that in order for me to save him, I had to sell my soul to the devil. Now, I'm 13, and it, I know nothing about this kind of stuff, and so it, it goes in one ear, but it never comes out because as an adult, just coming to know her a little more on on a deeper level as a person, not as, you know, as, as a mom who she tried to be, but getting to know her, it's, this is one of these things that, that actually proved to be true on so many different levels. Because, um, like you say, Pastor, I don't think that, you know, she's one who don't realize that she's on the payroll. 
And this is how I came to understand that there, there's, there's a battle, you know, with the spirituality of these kind of things when, when the devil is coming at you. So, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I've heard about it. You know, I really don't subscribe to uh, organized religion or you know, the whole voodoo thing. So that's a little beyond me. Um, burying his underwear did what to him? Constated him and gave him the feel? What does that do? <laughs> no, it kept him trapped. Oh. Yeah, that was the way, that was, that was the way his wife, like this, I guess that was the whole reason behind our family being broken up, and and this, that was the whole reason why you know he was with this other woman was because she put this voodoo on him. And I guess when you bury the underwear in the backyard, he can't go no further than you know right there with you. I don't know. Um, I can tell you, you know, she would have my brother throwing salt behind my daddy every time he walked through the door, because that was the way you would break the spirit. From coming into our house so, now this is some real this is some real stuff I'm telling you, you know, but like you're seasoning the floor hey you know <laughs> i I, I guess it say? all goes with <laughs> what she believes, you know, I guess that's what she thought, and somebody must have told her, you know, just throw a little salt behind and one they won't come in. You know, and my brother would walk up and throw salt behind him whenever he walked in the door. Now, my daddy don't know this. I never told him this. I did tell him, you know, what she had told me. And, you know. Sounds like they but, still had, yeah. they carpet had hypertension. Yeah. Back in the clean, it did too. Yeah, really. Right. Really. <laughs> that don't make nice. sense to me. Don't, <laughs> forgive me for laughing. I just, or, or, the, or even marketing, it's just. Is so. It's not the fact that he was already gone and remarried. So now we're going to make the excuse that she buried his underwear. So you didn't run him off. He remarried, but it's because of his underwear being buried. And in order for him to break free. She sold her soul to save his life. To break free from his wife, whom he to break free from whatever she thought had him. I guess I don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you this: he wouldn't marry this woman. So hey, so could you have sold your soul to break him up? I mean, what does that have to do? Your ship. Has sale. It, it, it's gone. So right. But see, you're stuck on you're stuck on on the why she did it. Let's fast forward to the fact that she never went and got it back. So she sold it, and to this point, to this day, he still has it. And now you know my dad. Pastor, you know who my daddy is. He ain't mm-hmm. married to that woman. <laughs> 
you know, the the woman who buried his underwear in the backyard, they they are divorced and living their separate lives and have been for several years. So, again, you know, we have these issues with with my mom, and when you look at it on a grand scheme of things, and I go back and I think about, you know, well, God, what in the world, what is wrong with her? And it never hit me until there was one day I was driving home, and she was keeping Michael, and Michael was three years old. And um, he fell asleep as soon as he got in the car. So one day we were talking, and I said, why do you always go to sleep when I pick you up from your grandma's house? You know, he said, Mommy, I can't sleep over there. I can't go to sleep at grandma's house. And I thought to myself, what? He's three years old. You can go to sleep anywhere. But again, you know, in prayer and then, you know, just trying to figure this whole thing out, God took me back to that night. And I I could probably even tell you the, the nightgown that I had on, you know, because I remember it so clearly. And at that point, again, you know, as a child, you don't understand that. You know, you... I laughed when she when she got, you know, my brother throwing salt behind the man, and then, you know, you're sitting up here trying to scare me because now you're talking about voodoo, and I don't believe in voodoo. Um, but then fast forward 20, 30 years later, you know, and, and here my child is telling me that he can't sleep in your house, and, and, and you are doing these things, evil things to people, and to your children, and so I'm trying to figure out what the issue is and why you don't want to see people around you grow and prosper. I mean, people who come from you, like I come from her, you know. So God took me back to where you know she sold her soul. You know, did did you think she was lying? You know, this is it. You can't keep your child over there. You can't. And so when I say earlier in the conversation that I literally have had conversations with the devil because the devil was trying to take my child. That is not a lie, you know, because she is bought and paid for. And she don't know it. Apparently, she don't know. Swiping, no swiping. That's, huh? I said swiping, no swiping. You know, that was something one of the little cartoons used to say. Uh, it was something foul going on. Um, but it's that's that's strange. Now I do believe that that it is real. Um I can't say whether or not I've you know came in contact or encountered with it, but it is what it is, you know, when it comes to this I know who I am, I know who whoever's me. And in these type of situations you know, I'm sure you you prayed to no end for Michael, even you kept him away from that situation, knowing what you're dealing with. You know, but not everyone is privy to the information that I am in bed with the devil. You know what I mean? Some people right. just don't know that they're, that they're possessed or they, you know, made that deal. And I just want to ask this one question. What has she, how has she benefited from this deal? Uh, 
Now, you, you're asking me. I'm going to say she, she hasn't. Now, uh, if you ask her, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure that she realized that she is a soldier for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even sure that she understands because, you know, there's, is and as, as crazy as this may sound, is that that's all the mind game with her, and that's how she. You, you, do you, if that makes sense? So this is, I'm not gonna say she made it up, but this is all affecting her in her head because truly, I don't believe that in her heart that she is that evil person. Evil of, do you see what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know, Pastor, maybe you can elaborate a little further on this because, I, I mean, you know, maybe I, I don't know, um, you know, if that makes sense or not. No, I mean, everything that you're saying, whether we want to believe it or not, it happens. It's 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 real. It's just it's a practiced religion just like anything else. And, um, you know, just, okay, for instance, I believe in Jesus, Okay. I've got that in my mind, and you can't tell me otherwise. Well, whatever you have in your mind, you know, um, let me let me put it like this, because when you start talking about voodoo and, and roots and things like that, I mean, unfortunately, they, they exist. People believe that they work, and there are people that believe that they uh, are working on them or whatever. But I, I'll give you this illustration that, it has always kind of helped me a little bit. I was um, a freshman in college, and um, uh, the professor at the time we were doing just just various exercises, and he was he was really dealing with, you know, um, psychology, and he was talking about the mind and things like that. And so he took uh, a couple of guys up to the front of the room, and uh, he was he was sitting there, and he had an iron out and an iron board. Everybody's facing the board, and he starts just ironing. I don't know if it was a shirt or pants. I don't know what it was. He was ironing. And he, every now and then he would lift the iron up, and steam would just shoot off of it. And he just kept talking. He, he wasn't talking about the iron or anything like that. And so he put a blindfold around one of the guys, and he kept ironing, ironing, ironing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he took just a flat piece of paper stuck it to the guy's back, and this guy jumped, and he said, man, why you burn me? Well, the thing was ice cold. He didn't burn him. But because he had played on his mind, and he had seen the iron, seen the steam, you know, and all of this, the first thing out of his mind was, you just burned me. He's ready to fight the professor. And the guy was just making a, you know, a point that once it gets in our mind, regardless of what it is, you know, once it gets in our mind, it takes something to get it out, you know. And so this is, I, I made that illustration just to say, you know, when it comes to, and this is me saying this, when it comes to um, um, all these types of things, if it ever gets in your mind, it's got you. You know, again, if, if, if crack cocaine gets in your mind, crack cocaine has got you. If liquor gets in your mind, it's got you. I don't care what it is, it's got you. There are people that can't stay away from marijuana. It's in their mind. It, it's, it, it has them. And so, you know, uh, Q just said, well, 
You know, he knows who he is. That stuff don't bother him. Well, you know what? It's, his mind is strong enough to where that doesn't bother him. But, um, you know, something else may bother him. Uh, I'll give you another example that's kind of real. Sounds bad coming out of my mouth, but uh, I've dealt with people a lot, and I actually understood this brother. Um, he said that he can watch and see a naked woman, and it won't affect him, you know, quickly. It won't bother him as bad. But he can see a woman uh, that has uh, her panty line showing, and it drives him crazy. Now, how nuts is that? How crazy is that? My thing is, adjust your panties. But, you know, the the, the panty line drove him crazy, but the the, 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 the naked butt, didn't bother him as much, you know, because that's that's what's in his mind. That's it's it's, it's just fantasy in his mind. I mean, everything that we do, I don't care if it's um, no matter what it is, there's something in our mind that tells us this is real. And so you ask the question about, you know, her mom or whatever. Um, you know, did she win? Well, in her mind, she may have felt like she won. She may have felt like, well, I got what I wanted, but then the way your wife describes her, she's not happy, she's not prospering, she's not successful. So did she really win? I mean, because the bottom line is this, and I I pray that we can all agree on this, regardless to whether this stuff is real or not or whether you get what you want or not, I mean, uh, we know ultimately God has the power. (laughs) And so, you know, if I put my mind on God, and Q puts his mind on, you know, burying my underwear, then I'm willing to bet I'm going to win. I'm willing to bet on that. You just got – you can keep yeah, that back. Right. I don't want them back anyway. You know, you can have oh, that. Right. <laughs> you, can, you can have that. But now someone with a lesser mind might start thinking, hey, I wonder about this. Let me go get my underwear back. Well, I don't want to throw them away. Well, I don't want to wash them and wear them. It's in their mind now. They don't know what to do, and they're afraid to go anywhere. So, you know, once it gets in your mind, it's got you. It, it really has you, and it takes some sincere prayer. It takes some sure enough commitment. you got to want to get free from, you know, same thing with drugs. you got to want to get free from drugs. you got to want to get free from this type of, uh, of lifestyle. And, uh, you know, um, have I ever sold my soul to the devil? No, I haven't. I sold out to God. So, you know, how did she do this? I can't tell you. I don't know how she did it, but I know that I'm so I know that I'm sold out to God and I wouldn't want it the other way around, you know. So whether we want to believe this stuff or not, it happens. It happens every day. I mean, you see it on T V sometimes and they're joking around, but they'll get a doll that looks just like somebody and they'll stick pins in it. And the real person starts mm-hmm. jumping and, you know, things of that nature. Well, it's it's cute, but people really do things like that. You know, does it really work? I, I can't tell you. I can't tell mm-hmm. you. I, I just know that I put my faith in God so that, you know, if and when things of that nature, you know, do arise or whatever, I'm confronted with somebody like that. I'm asking God, just keep me covered, man. Keep me covered. Um, right. And it does happen. Uh, I was preaching at a church um, two, not not quite 20 years ago. I'll say 
I would say 17 years ago, something like that. And in the pulpit when I got up there, uh, they had coins. I, I want to think it was pennies. I can't remember what it was, but, you know, it was coins. And every night I would get up there to preach at that revival, they would have coins up there just lined up, you know. And so the first night that I saw it, no big deal. The second night I was like, uh, that don't seem right. And the third night I'm like, okay, something's wrong with this. And by the fourth night, you know, I'm starting to think about this, like, what is this all about? And so when I asked the the, the pastor about it, he said, man, you never know, said people, don't you do anything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so, you know, he didn't have long to explain, but he started doing it. So finally, just to show that I had power over it, because it had started getting on my mind, just to show that I had power over it, I picked him up and put it in my pocket because I figured if I come up a couple of pennies short, this might, I tu- in other words, I turned it into a blessing rather than the curse. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now, again, <laughs> can anybody else do that? Probably so. I'm just telling you my experience. So, you know, I hate it for anyone that decides, you know, I'm going to sell out to the devil. I-, I hate it for anyone that thinks that, you know, they can control another person like that. I, I feel sorry for an individual that would would stoop to depths like that, you know, and I feel sorry for people that will, um, that are afraid of people that would do that. that. That's hard. And then I value people that would say, listen, I tell you what, I may not understand it, but you know what? I know how to keep my distance. I know how to protect mine. <laughs> you know, I know how to bounce. I can get up out of this thing. And, you know, you mm-hmm. got to do what works for you. And sounds like that's what um, Monica did, and I'm proud of her for, for doing that because you ain't got to sit there and fight fire with fire. Let This battle is not yours. This battle belongs to the Lord. And, and sometimes you just got to um, know when to fold them and when to hold them, you know, like that. So mm-hmm. you that may not answer any of your questions. And, you know, I, you know I, just to show you how none of this stuff is of God, God don't want us to waste anything, all right? And, you know, he made us out of dirt. You know, he don't want us to waste anything. So many scriptures... After he had fed a, uh, a ton of people, the Bible said he took up the fragments because he don't, he don't want us to waste anything. So with what I just said, based off of what I just said, he don't want us to waste anything. You think God is pleased with us pouring all that salt out that somebody's paid for? Come on now. That's waste. If I'm going to pour it out, I'd just rather not buy it. My blood pressure be a little bit better. And I, I don't mean to try to make, you know, uh, jokes out of it, but this is the type of thing that really do happen. And if you pour out, you know, this stuff, you know, all of a sudden you walk in, a, in an area and then all of a sudden there's just a line of salt right there. Now you're wondering, it's just like if you had a, a line of ants. You say, okay, where did this come from? What is this all about? You know, you you wouldn't want it to exist. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a mind game, and when it gets in your mind, eventually it's going to affect your heart, and then when it gets in your mind and your heart, it's going to affect your life. And so mm-hmm. that's another portion of this search and destroy. You know, they searched you out and they saw that you know you're weak in that area, and so now they're going to use it to destroy you. And mm-hmm. and that's why we got to make sure that we stay prayed up. We got to make sure that we, you know. Don't let everybody know your story. Don't let everybody, everybody don't need to know your weakness. Everybody don't need to know your strength. You got to be careful 
who you share things with. Because some folk listening so that they can take advantage of you in in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So um, we may not have gotten an answer tonight, but as long as we got peace in our mind and understand that, okay, it exists, but so does God. So you know what? I go to bat with God. Me and God against you and the devil. I, I'll take those odds. I'll take them. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because <clears throat> my wife and I were talking a long time ago. And she and she made mention. I'm like, look, I ain't scared of your mama. I ain't scared of the devil. None of that bothers me. If I got to stand in the paint, I'm standing in the paint, you know, because I know who my head coach is, you know what I mean? I know who my batting coach is. I know who my base coach. I know who's going to tell me after I hit the ball to keep running. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not concerned with that. So you have those that that have sold their soul to the devil. You have those that you know know who God is, and He, you know, me knowing the commitment or, or what He ordained me to do or who He ordained me to be. It's what it is. You know what I mean? So if I got to walk in the house to to go get my son. I'm going to get it. God forbid you standing in my way because regardless of who you're powered by, I know who I'm powered by. And it ain't no damn alkaline battery. You dig? I'm coming to get it. I'm serious. It ain't no little rabbit beating the drum. I'm coming to get it because I know who, who God is. You know what I mean? I know who has dominion. I know you may try to do a little little bitch moves here and there to try to hinder me. But at the end of the day, when everybody, you know, close their eyes, I'm going to be I'm gonna be the victor. Not the victim, but the victor. Which means I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to get it and I'm coming home and everything is going to be a thing. And again, I just, that you're a strong person, you're a strong-minded person, but you know, likewise, on the other side of this, there are some that, um, you know, with the exception of a child, they they may they may go get their child, but as far as anything else, they wouldn't even cross a person like that to get, you know, their own possessions. They just say, "I'd rather do without." I'm not, because I don't know what she'll do to me, you know. But see, again, everything that I know about God and everything that I know about myself. You know, I understand that. I mean, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, there's all kind of scripture running through my mind. It's sort of like, okay, God is not giving me the spirit of fear. So, you know, why am I going to be afraid of another person? I'll respect them. I will. I'll respect you. i respect yours. i respect your space. I really will. But what belongs to me is mine. And, you know, now, <laughs> going back to the underwear, you you want that? You can have that. I don't want it back no way. That you know, that's how you get your kicks. You know, hey, you know, I needed another pair anyway. I'm gonna get a six pack this time, a three pack. You know, but uh, but you know, again, you know, just like you're strong enough to go and get what's yours. Again, um, there are people that will say no. I, I I'm not gonna, and I'm gonna sit here and watch you the whole time, the rest of my life. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay right here and watch you. That way I know you hadn't done anything else to me. So now what has happened is two lives are just, you know, at, 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 on hold right now. And that's sad. That's sad. It exists. 
It exists whether we want it to or not. So in other words, uh, the search and destroy that we started talking about, that's a that's a extreme form of it, but unfortunately it does happen. It it I mean, it does happen and um I hate that. I hate it with a passion, but uh with what I have to deal with from time to time, it does pop up. People will ask, you know, questions about this. Well, I think they put a root on me, and I think I think they did this, and I think they did that, and, and on and on and on, and you know, and, and stuff like that. And you know, it's sort of like, okay, well, you're thinking, but what do you believe? I mean, what was what was all this jumping and hollering about uh, two weeks ago? You shouting, saying God is able to do anything. What what's up with that? You mean that wasn't real? Okay, because if that was real, then you ain't got no business worrying about this salt. You know, leave the salt alone. I got to get off the salt in these underwear. That's that's not good. But uh, you know, and and, and I think a lot of times this stuff pops up. You know, uh, at least in what I do, so that people can see where they really are. So that people can see, you know what? I've been faking the funk all this time. I'm I don't really believe in God because if I believe in God, you know what? My Bible tells me no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. It didn't say it wouldn't mm-hmm. be formed. It wouldn't say that things like this wouldn't happen. It said it wouldn't prosper. So guess what? I'm taking his word. Look, if I take Q's word for something, if Q tell me that there's $100 just outside under my left passenger tire or whatever, my rear passenger tire, then, you know, I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, man, I know it is. I put it under there. Okay, I know there's a great distance between he and I, but I'm like, you know, while I'm on the phone, I'm going to put it on mute, and I'm going to go and look. So if I can take Q's word for it, why can't I take God's? God said there's mm-hmm. no weapon formed against me that will prosper. So, yeah, you may form the weapon. You you really may. You may aim it at me. But if I got my ducks in a row, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, then I'm just crazy enough to believe that God's going to protect me and deliver me. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to sit there and watch you. I'm going to separate myself from you. And you can go on and you know, deal with this all you want, but I'm not going to allow it to hinder my life. I'm just, I just refuse to do that just because you're my parent. So, um, -hmm. wow, that's a lot of search and destroy right there. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, so it brings me to a question where who, when it comes to situations like that, who is the one that's really been sought out and destroyed? Is it the person that being a, a soldier for the devil, or or is it the person that they are trying to destroy? Because when when you really look at it, it seems like you know after listening to you, it's been turned around. You know where she was out, for example, to seek and destroy me. She's the one who's been destroyed because I'm still a child of God. You know, and, hey, now and she's you're all the one who right now because again now. I, I, I'm not against anyone. Please, I need everybody to understand this and listen tonight. Um, I believe what I believe, and I respect what you believe. I really do. I respect what you believe, and I feel like, you know, at some point, you know, I, for me personally, I pray that everybody will start to believe what I believe. But I'm sure mm-hmm. you want me to believe what you believe, and that's fine. I respect that. But at the same time, you know, um, Based off of what I believe and based off biblical writings, you know, what Monica just said is just straight-up truth to me because, okay, 
you know, uh, what you just did, you know, has had a boomerang effect. And there's two scriptures that come to mind. One talks about, you know, you reap what you sow. You know, if I sow mm-hmm. some some uh, 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 some corn, corn is coming up. So if you sow uh, damage towards me, it's coming back towards you. And then there's another scripture where this is what it says. He said, literally, this one man, his brothers tried to destroy him, and the Bible says the man told him, said, what you meant for evil, God turned around and used it for his good. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way it is sometimes, you know. I can't get mm-hmm. away from the biblical principles. So, in other words, what you did towards me, you eventually had to live it yourself. And I'm of mm-hmm. the belief that, you know, I grew up and old folk around me used to say, if you dig one hole, dig two, you know, because you're going to dig, dig two. And I, I changed it. I said, no, I don't dig two, just dig one. Because you're digging it mm-hmm. for yourself, I ain't falling in it, <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know, so, um, <laughs> It's funny, Pastor, you say that because it we we started about the whole uh the search and destroy. But you're right, I have had somebody tell me that um I was worth more dead than a lot. Then it uh, of course me me, I, I laughed. Uh, because I guess I'm, I'm, I'm cynical at some points, but um, as you're trying to throw me in the grave, you have these scares of, with, with polyps and cancers and what have you. And here I am uh, with, you know, my big toenail fungus. So that's, <laughs> you, you're trying to to take me out, if you fail to realize that I'm still protected, regardless of the words that you may use or the actions that you may even take against me, you don't know who who I serve. You know what I mean? And and because I tell everybody, you know, I don't subscribe to organized religion. They think that well, religion. If you don't believe in religion, then you don't believe in God, and that's not the case because God and I have a spiritual connection, we have a relationship, just because I don't, you know, come to a, a, a denomination that mean that the spirituality isn't there. So when you just said that as far as digging the grave, and it's like, yeah, you dig that grave for me, but you're closer to it than I am. Shit, if you dig in the grave, you're already in the hole. Truthfully, <laughs> go ahead, fella. That's good. <laughs> oh man, that is that is that is that is the truth. And unfortunately, people don't realize that. And me personally, I mean, you know, everybody can do what they want to do, but I just don't have that amount of time to sit here and focus on your life. I mean, I got a life I want to live, and if I'm spending my time focusing on what you, you know, you are doing or what you're not doing, then that's become my religion. And, you know, and I'm glad you, you talked about the religion aspect of it because in all honesty, you know, I'll talk about, you know, you guys' marriage. If you guys just have a religion, then that means both of you can go do whatever you want to do. You set the rules. But when you're in a relationship, that other person is in there with you. And that's what it's supposed to be between 
you know, me and God, between all of us and God, we're supposed to have the right relationship with him. But what has happened is we introduce religion to it. And religion just means I set the rules, I set the regulations, you know, I'll tell you when to stand, I'll tell you when to read this, you know, in the program, I'll tell you how you can be a part of this, and on and on and on. And God's not like that. God said, okay, whoever, you know, he said he sent his sons, whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So in other words, he's saying anybody is, is open to anybody. But within mm-hmm. the the church, we'll set so many, you know, guidelines. You got to do this. You got to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. In order to stay a part of this, you got to give this amount of money. You know, it turns into a, a religion. It turns into a club, you know. And, you know, I, I'm not looking for membership. Again, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for ride or die. That's what I want, you know. Ride and die. uh that's what I'm looking for, man. That's what I'm looking and for. Don't you think when 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 religion when you bring religion into it it sounds like religion would be the same thing as, as restraint or, you know, you putting God in a box when you put religion in all these rules and you know, in regulations, you, you you kind of limit God, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. It sounds like it yeah. would, but. Yeah, well, it does. It does. And what happens is one of the reasons you have so many churches is um, one group got mad at another group and went over. It started out, and I'm just using these names, it started out as, um, as um, Georgia Baptist Church. And then somebody got mad at somebody and say, so we'll start our own church. And now it's Second Baptist Church. And then it's Third Baptist Church. And then it's uh, Missionary Baptist Church. And then it's Primitive Baptist Church. You know, it just keeps splitting off, splitting off. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, for whoever believes in heaven, and I do, when we get up there, I pray. I just don't believe that you're going to have a Baptist section, a white right. section, a fat <laughs> section, a rich section. Man, I'm gonna be sitting up there with the big dogs myself. <laughs> I don't right. think it's gonna be like that in the least bit. But we we put the rules and regulations in place, supposedly to protect, to make sure that you know we can monitor, you know who goes and who comes. But it 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 it's really put into place so that we can control. That that's just the way that it mm. is, you know, uh, and. You know, again, I, I guess I shouldn't complain because that's why I have a job. I'm trying to convince. I'm literally trying to teach and preach myself out of a job to convince folks that when you introduce religion into it, you actually, without knowing it, you're removing God out of it. Because most churches are governed by um, the fact that the majority rules. Okay, the majority is not always right. I can tell you that right now. The majority is not always right. So what happens to the fact that we all prayed, God said do it this way, and but then when we voted, everybody said, well, if we do it that way, then I won't have a position. So I, I can't do it like that. And so that's a lot of the reasons that religion, you know, has gotten in the way. And that's why a lot of people, they don't want to have anything to do with church. Um, and there's some people that believe you're not going to heaven without going to church. Well, I disagree yeah. with that because, you know, truth be told, 
I mean, I hate to say that Jesus didn't go to church as much as I do, but he was mm-hmm. in church everywhere that he went. And that's what right. it's all about. You know, that, that's what it's all about. Now, the church does have its place because if I'm going and I'm getting, you know, biblical teaching, I'm getting inspired, I'm getting strong enough to go out and be a better person, then that's what it's all about. But if I got to go in and I got to do all these religious calisthenics, I got to know, if, you know, uh, man, it's hard to figure this out. You know, what do you want me to do in this church and how can I do it in that church? And, you know, even preaching, I, there's some places I go to, they won't let me stand in the pulpit. I got to stand over to the side. There's other places mm-hmm. that they want me to put on a robe, and there's other places that I've got to have on a suit. And then there's, man, it's like I got to have a wardrobe to do this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, look, wow. let me get them underwear in the backyard and some salt, and I'll be all right. Yeah, hey, come on now. <laughs> um, but for what it's worth, I think I think when you say, I don't think you're preaching yourself out of a job, to be honest. I think, um, and, and I can't speak for all people of my generation, but what you said is refreshing to, to hear that um, the, the church is, or the the structure of the church limits God, and just just to hear you know the the mere fact that you know that God was the church, you know, and yes. He was everywhere He went. So the church, I think that where, where everybody gets it misconstrued is is they try and put too much business in it instead of you know I'm just going to church. I just need a good word. You know, I don't care about you know. It, it's good to have, you know, an announcement here or there, and it, it's good to do some of that um, structured stuff. But when it comes to just getting word, I'd actually like to just be in there for however long it takes to let the preacher just <laughs> let God use him and, and send us all home because what you I must, want to walk away with is the word. I don't want to walk away with, you know, a slice of cake. <laughs> But see, most people come and they can tell you, they can tell you all, all that's going on in the community. They can tell you all the, 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 the announcements that were made and what color hat, whatever hat on. But they can't, they, they they can't tell you what was taught or what was preached or whatever. So, unfortunately, the majority of my people come just before I get ready to preach. Then they come in, and they, they don't want, they don't. I'll, I'll give it to you like this. A guy from Atlanta told me one time, and I'm going to say it exactly like he said. You know, when 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 I call your house, I don't want to hear your kid get on the phone and say, you've reached uh, Q and Monica at the beat, blah, 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 and singing a song. This is what the man said. Just give me the damn beep. You know, I just, I just want to leave the message, you know. And, and, and that's the way it is, but it's hard, man. It's hard to break all of this. Um, these these things has been going on forever, you know. And it again, yeah, I guess I should shut up because that's how I get my paycheck. So don't y'all tell nobody. No, I mean, you know, no, we we can definitely respect that. You know, Pastor. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny because you know the way you and I met. You know, it was, it was the premarital counseling, and um, she was like ages ago. But you were talking, and, and you just mentioned, you know, about um, your 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 job and 
and how you, the preacher, and, and all this. But I, I, to me, you're like God's relationship uh, app, I guess. You know, you're going to make sure that the, you have the relationship with God versus you are about the religion. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily about uh, Christianity more than it's about your relationship with God. So right. you are the catalyst for a healthy relationship, regardless of between uh, husband and wife or future husband and wife or brother or sister or what have you. But more importantly, it's about you and God. And that goes so much further Especially with me, you know, because I told you in the beginning, like I don't really rock with preachers like that. Nah, you know that ain't that ain't <laughs> me. But the way that you came, because this is this is your spirit, you know, that loving spirit, and it's just about you and God. It ain't got nothing to do with you know what you do or how you do. I'm not here to judge you. That's that's not my job. My job is to make sure that you and God have the relationship. You know what I mean? And that you and your wife are having a relationship that God wants you to have. Yeah, yeah. So that's why yeah. I was like, you know what? I can rock with Pastor. I can rock with him, and I'm going to rock with him for that. You know? Yeah, you know, you so drugged yeah, That's your problem. Yeah, that ain't got nothing to do with me. But God <laughs> said, and God wants you, and this is, you know, yeah. what God has laid out for you. So that's where the whole love and respect came and that was that a great appreciation. So the people may not be up there, you know, looking at what you're wearing or listening to the concert that preface you coming to the pulpit versus they getting up there renewing their relationship with God with each sermon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, you define what really my goal is. You know, when if you come in to my spot on Sunday, my whole goal is to tell you something to refresh that relationship, to, to let you know, mm-hmm. you know what, this is good. I saw another side of God today that I didn't know about. I, I tell you the biblical story. It's right there where you can read it for yourself. But I want to tell you that story in a way where you'll understand, you know what, this was worth my time today. Um, this one guy told me something, and, and, and I think this may help us a little bit. He asked me a question. He he didn't know church. He you know there's there's, there's pulpit ethics. There's church et- etiquette. You you don't come down the center aisle. There's there's so much that goes on during the, the service. You know I'm sitting there and I'm trying to concentrate on what I got to do. And I got ushers giving me signals. I've got the people in the sound room. You know giving me signals saying, do you want me to raise the volume or lower it? I got the musician giving me a signal saying, this lady been up here talking forever. You want me to wrap her up? I'm sitting there trying to figure out all these signals, and I'm trying to think about what I got to preach. But this one brother brought it home to me, man. He, he had told me he was coming. I never knew when he was going to show up, but he did show up. And good brother, man. He just, I just, I just love this dude, man. He lets me be who I am. He know I'm not coming over on his side. And I told him, you coming on my side? We joke about it. it it's really that way. But he respects me, and, and believe it or not. I actually respect him, but I let him know, man, listen, this is going to get old one day, partner, and you you got to have somewhere to hang your hat. So we talk like that, but he finally came up in the church, and when he came in, 
uh, it came time for the offering. And, you know, people were taking it up. And there's usually something that said that, you know, um, God loves a cheerful giver. You know, uh, bring your tithe into the storehouse, which means 10%, on and on and on. And so he asked me, he walked over to the corner of the pulpit, and he said, hey, man, I got a question. I said, what is it? He said, how much am I supposed to give? I said, man, whatever you want to give. He said, well, okay. And so service ended. I think he called me two or three days later. But when he called me, this is what he told me that blew my mind. He said, man, he said, I'll be honest with you. You know, y'all were asking for 10%. He said, that's what I gave. He said, but to be honest with you, man, I wanted to drop $1,000 in there. And I was like, Negro, you should have told me about that. I would have, you know, so in other words, you know, we limit ourselves sometimes by the way we do church. And here I am, Mm -hmm. you know, losing out all because this this guy don't have a religion. He just said it was like, man, the word was good. When I go to a restaurant, it's good. I leave a good tip. He said, I was going to tip mm-hmm. you. So I told him, I said, man, hit me off after service. Don't, <laughs> you know, I'm joking around with this guy. But that's, that's the difference in, you know, um, religion. Because my thing is, okay, I can tell you what's in the Bible, but you know what's in your heart. And, you know, most folk in the church, they're concerned about, well, how much did he give? How much did she give? Well, if I wanted you to know, I would have told you, you know. And see, once you do something like that, I don't want to give anymore because what I do oh, in secret, that's between me and the God I serve, you know. And so, so, you know, that's another example of this. I don't know, y'all. I didn't mean to get on this tangent about no, the church. You but did. it's just we've you done did, it wrong. You opened up a whole other can of worms, man. I was, nah, I, I know. That's why. I, I was, that's why I need to leave it alone because I'm talking about money, man. And I, I was held hostage at church, man. And I'm sitting here like, like, damn, you know, we need thirty more dollars. We need this. and We need that. And I'm sitting here like, damn, you know, like the the you know the Falcons about to play. You know, it's time for me to get up out of here. <laughs> but anyhow, long story short, you know, I. One time I sent the little girl up, you know, go put this on the table because, you know, you don't want everybody looking at you, you know. Then another time, you know, can we get such and such? So I walk up, I, I, I drop some money on the on the counter and on the table, and I go, and here go the deacon making this announcement. See that brother right there? Oh, Lord, what he do that for? From that day to this one, I have not gone back to that church. Yeah, see, I have okay, not gone there back you to that go. Now, see, you there you go. That breaks my heart, man. That that don't put me. That do not man. put me on blast. Do not put my business in the street. That's the reason why. My, and my wife will tell you, when we would go to church. I'm not putting my name on wow. that one. Wow. That ain't got nothing to do with taxes. That ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That's between me and God. Wow. Wow, man, yeah. I, that breaks my heart to hear that because I know it happens, you know, quite mm-hmm. often. Because again, that's another example of the search and destroy. This woman searched you out, and she don't realize that she destroyed destroyed you and destroyed blessings for her church, man. Because, but see, you got to understand, 
a lot of people, and I cannot say all people, I, I definitely can't say that, but a lot of people want it known that they're the biggest giver. They want it known that I gave more than everybody else. They want it, I mean, you know, and me personally, I've told my church, listen, when I bounce up out of here, I don't want my name on the side of a bus. I don't want a room named after me. I don't want my name in the bathroom saying Darren was here. I don't want none of that. I was here to do what I was called to do, and I'm up out of here. This is God's stuff, man. I'm good. You know, and that's not being evil. I really don't mean to make it sound that way, and I don't want it to sound like I'm not appreciative because I know sometimes you want to honor people like that. I respect that, but that's not why I'm here. That's not why I give. When I give, I'm giving because, you know what, my heart is my heart is overflowing. I got love in my heart. You know what, man, I, I appreciate what I just heard. I want to be a blessing. God has blessed me. Let me give back. And uh, that's why I do it. But, again, we have done, and I'm going to say we because, you know, um, uh, we have done a horrible job at reaching the masses all because, Mm-hmm. Of like you just said, you know, putting them on blast or whatever. All the rules and reg- the religion has killed everything, man. I mean, if I just love my wife religiously, that means um, anniversary, birthday, Christmas, you know, like that. But if I really love her as a relationship, uh, man, come on! I went to Olive Garden today and got soup and a salad. Yes, I did too. Yes, I did. To take it That's over to all right. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, Hey, uh, Q, it may not lead to nothing, but I tried at least. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you know what? She was she was on my mind, man. She was on my mind, and I know that it was raining. I know that, you know, on a rainy, cold day, you know, she always wants chili. She wants something warm. And I was close by, and I was like, you know what? Let me hook those, hook those girl up, you know? No birthday, no strings attached, man. But re- if it was religion... You know, it's got to be your birthday or Christmas or something. But because we're in a right. relationship, it was like, okay, let me, you worth $8 to me or $10, whatever it was. You're worth that to me. Come so, on now. I don't know, y'all. It's just, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the same way we, we we seek out and destroy, we need to learn how yeah. to seek out and love, you know? Well, you know, even on the whole grand scheme of things with us, you know, we, we never even – we didn't get off topic, but we kind of shifted a little bit to talking about the church. And I think that, you know, I just listening and learning, but um, it sounds like even at to the level of the church, the devil has began to um, seek and, and attempt to destroy it. And I think bit by yes. bit, it's, you know, yes. it's kind of coming down. So I, I mean, I guess the challenge or, you know, like you said, your goal is to reach the masses. You know, how do you how do you reach the masses when you have so many restrictions? And, you know, uh, I, I heard a pastor say before, you know, take the brakes off. You have so many brakes on you and everybody, you know, kind of stopping you. Um, how do you reach the masses? How do you reach the folks who who need to be saved? You know, it even when you look at the world today and, you know, you got so many lost folk out there, whether they are um, confused about sexuality or confused about um, love and hate or confused by jealousy or, you know, 
how do you get to those people? You know, when 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 you you can only preach between ten twenty and ten fifty, and um, because at ten fifty one we have to say the birthdays. You know what I mean? How do how do you reach those people? <laughs> Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what I think that the, the, the goal or the challenge is, you know, you and we hear about it all the time, you know, I mean, the separation of church and state, and you got so many government officials, you talked about um, control, you know, so you, we have all these controls on us as, as a United States or as an America or as a people, how do we kind of break that barrier and say, look, y'all looking at, you know, the president, but God is still God. So it don't matter. To me, it doesn't matter who the president is because my God is God right now, and he will be God in the morning when I wake up, regardless of who sits in the White House. You see what I'm saying? There's so many people out there who's lost that focus. Let me put a pause right there. Let me pause right there. Pastor, we have 60 seconds. Don't hang up. Yeah, Neither one of you, please. But we need you to, to do this prayer. So I'm not putting walls up or parameters, but I need you to pray. Right. Don't hang up, please. I got you. I got you. Lord, we thank you so much for what we were able to cover tonight. And, Lord, I pray a special prayer for all those that were listening. I pray, God, that they heard something that motivated them, that excited them, that informed them, and let them know that, you know what, Um, love is what really matters outside of everything. Love, that really makes all the difference in the world. And, God, I'm asking that when it comes to searching and destroying, I'm praying, God, that we can just build a better relationship with you and a better relationship with our own selves, and then, God, we'll be aware of what the enemy is trying to do. That same scripture that I read in John 10 and 10, it said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Then it put a conjunction and said, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So, Lord, bless this call, bless this ministry, bless Q, Monica, bless everybody that was listening. May it be a blessing, and may you get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, this we are now after hours, and I appreciate it. Uh, wife, you were, you were saying, you know, about the parameters, and it doesn't matter who's in office, and it doesn't matter uh, because God is still God. He was then, he is now, and he will be. So if you go ahead and finish that thought, please. I, I, I did. So, you know, we we talked about briefly about all the, the candidates that are coming out and who's running for for the next presidency and stuff. And, you know, I was watching – you know, so many people, and I don't know why this is restricted on TV, but but so many people, so many candidates, they get up and they they talk a little bit about the upbringing, they talk a little bit about faith, but I've never seen anyone get up there and say, you know, God is God, and we got to get back as a nation, we got to get back to the root of of that. You know, forget we talk about division, forget about the black and the white. Forget about the red and the blue, you know, forget about the the Christians and, and the Jewish folks. You know, as a people, we are all still God's children, right, Pastor? We did he gave Abraham, we're all 
descendants of Abraham, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Is you correct me? No, 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 no. You're, no, you're, you're right. You're directly on it. So how do we, you know, when, uh, uh, sorry, husband, but we were, we were talking about, you know, the church and reaching the masses, you know, we, if we are all descendants of, of Abraham, how, how do we, and on a smaller scale, I don't know, and we can't change the world tonight, but it's one of those challenges, challenges that I think we should all think about, you know, for those, you two who have platforms to kind of start it, start the movement, you know, to who you're going to vote for. It doesn't matter who you vote for, you know, because God who ain't going nowhere. But right, it's who you pray to, right. you know. Now, I, think, I think that the biggest thing that we're we're seeing is, and, and we're, we're forgetting that God isn't in the midst of confusion. And when you have all these 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 different separations, these different walls and categories, it's very confusing. The Muslims, uh-huh. the Jews, and, and the blacks, and the whites, and the rich, and the poor, and the blue and red, and so on and so forth. God isn't in in that. You know what I mean. So the the way you reach the masses is by keeping it about one. Let it let that be the foundation because everybody, whether they want to admit or not, especially openly, you have some closet believers, but especially in open, even if they don't want to admit, they know that God exists and God is love. So if we just just showed love and displayed love and be an example of love, I think that's how you do it because we're programmed to hate. Everything we watch um, is mm-hmm. about uh, blacks versus whites and uh, the government, the America versus the Middle Eastern countries and, you know, America versus the Muslims or what have you. You know what I mean? Yeah, the wall. I mean, they trying to build a wall. And here we are to bring walls down. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's not a God. God have boundaries. You know what I mean. The, the church that I would I would love is the one that falls to like I told Pastor come need to be out under the need everybody to come need everybody need it to be just effective to those who normally sit in the pulpit as well as who standing outside the liquor store. You know what right. I mean because. Somebody late. We get well, about you know, those that we used to be. Well, you know, we've had we've had, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we've had, I believe it's the 45th president. I want you to think about that. 45 men have um, been in charge for, you know, two years, four years, eight years, whatever. Uh, 45 men. And the only thing that's remained constant in those forty in those forty five presidents is God. So forty five different people, forty five different agendas, the one constant was God. And so to me it just makes sense to just say, Look, let's just put our trust in him. He's not gonna fail us, but as far as everybody else, somebody's gonna be isolated. Somebody's gonna be 
you know, for the blacks, for the whites, for the rich, for the poor. God is the only one that says, hey, look, I love all y'all because I made all of you, you know, but uh, we just don't want to do that. And as people, we're wrong when we take our attention off of God and say, oh, well, Bernie Sanders is running. Well, now Joe Biden is running. Well, now, uh, you know, this sister from uh, Georgia is running. Or this, you know, everybody's got their favorite. And as long as mm-hmm. we've got all these choices, it's going to divide people. But there's only mm-hmm. one God, you know. So if we all would turn to him, I think things would be tremendously better. But um, I apologize, y'all, for turning this thing into church. I didn't mean to to go that route, but I mean, you know, that's who I am, I guess, but uh, again, oh, I want everybody right. to know, man, that's just, uh, I respect what um, other folk believe, and Monica asked a really good question, you know, how do we how do we reach them, and my only answer is one at a time, one person at a time, one, you know, uh, one radio show at a time, one email at a time, one conversation at a time, one haircut at a time. That, that's what it's going to take. It's going to be a slow, meticulous thing, and we got to be aware that wherever we go, that's our pulpit. You know, you don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know what that situation may be. I mean, how long did you cut hair in that area before Monica walked in and he knew that was his wife? You don't ever know who God's going to send in there for you to have an impact in their life and, and, and cause them to you know, um, uh, live a better life or whatever. So it's 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 hard because we don't see a lot of um, change. But if we all do our part, mm-hmm. man, we can we can we can reach them. It's gonna take a while though. <laughs> it's gonna take well, a while. We, if nothing else, we have we have time, and we got to thank God for for every every moment, and we got to make it all count if we're going to. Live a fulfilled, a God-filled life, you know. So yeah, don't 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 miss the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody. And based no. on that conversation, you know, God is in the midst, you know, uh, regardless. But because of your gesture, you know, your kindness, your words, that's that's the start. You know, we we run from people who don't look like us or who's not in the same tax bracket or what have you. Yeah. But we can't. We gotta have that conversation. We gotta initiate. We got to do this for the sake of humanity, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, um, and and being human, and that's what God created us to be. You know. Uh, was human, that's the reason why he had to put breath in our bodies, because we need that to live as humans. So still doing the will of God, just by that simple conversation, whether you're talking to your barber, or you're talking to your stylist, or you're talking to the bartender, hell, you're talking to the waitress, it doesn't matter the way you carry yourself, that's what they see when they say something about that person. It's something about that mm-hmm. family. It's something about dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? Because you move like you're a believer. Like you're a believer. And, I mean, believe me, I'm going to say something. And, Pastor, believe me, you don't flick my switch. But it's 
one of those things where even even with the vernacular that I use or with the cuss words that I use, I'm still drawn to people or people still drawn to me. So because of the quote unquote the real, you know what I mean? That's what they're used to hearing. You know what I mean? So that makes me more personable and they say, Well, man, you know, I you said you from the streets, but this that's one of the third. Oh bro, man, this shit ain't never gonna be this ain't no God. This ain't me at all. You right. know what I mean? And then we go on from there. So whatever it takes to initiate for somebody to ask that question so that you can inject God or inject the real reason why you're where you're at. Because it's not you. But you, see, agree? you don't understand you don't understand how okay, let, let me give you an example. When Jesus was uh wanted to reach fishermen, he talked about fishing. When he wanted to reach farmers, he talked about farming. And so earlier mm-hmm. tonight you said swiper no swiping. Well my ears, my antenna went up because I'm like, Okay, I've been watching Door to explore forever, man. All the kids I got, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, let me show you the power in that. Uh, When I go to uh, an elementary school to to talk to them, I don't start talking about, you know, all this stuff in the Bible that I can't pronounce. I'll start talking about Swiper. I'll start talking about you know, things that they can relate to, and then I'll find a biblical story and tie it in. So, man, we got to be able to, you know, a lot of people would say, you're Jesus. You you should talk about heaven all the time. You know, and you, you are talking about farming and talking about fishing. You're asking these guys, mm-hmm. hey, fellas, anything? You know, it's like, can't you quote a scripture or something? You're Jesus. But you got to understand, man, we got to meet people where they are. You can't take them where they need to be until you meet them where they are. And, then, you know, mm-hmm. so when you say whatever word you got to say, that's your word. You say what? Look, if your little words can make me change who I am or cause me to hate you, brother, we didn't love each other to begin with. I mean, come on now. You like ketchup, mm-hmm. I like mustard. So what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is, man. So, you know. Bring them together, you have a taste of that. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, man, because, you know, uh, something has to draw people, you know. But it has to be love that's going to keep them. And in the, at, at the end of the day, man, um, you know, uh, I just believe that God's going to be pleased at the fact that, okay, Q took the time to meet this young brother where he's at, to open up and share and say, I've been there, I've done that. And now this brother's walking around saying, I can do better now. Okay, that's good. You met them. So we got to stop wasting these moments. I mean, I know we're not perfect. We gotta stop wasting all these moments, man. Because uh, I read it years ago: moments make memories. You know, moments mm-hmm. make memories, and we gotta make sure that we make them count. Because you got lives on the line sometimes. You really do. Well, I know, I know that God moved. He moved for and every one of us. He, he moved for. More, more than we know, you know. Everybody wants to be on the on the stage. Nobody wants to know what's going on behind the scenes. Well, God is behind yeah. the scenes. God is who powers 
who give you the strength to be on the stage. You know what I mean? But for me, I need to be behind the scenes with God because I'm I'm not I'm gonna say something wrong. I'm gonna say something, and I can almost guarantee it. I'm gonna say something to offend at least forty percent of the people out there. But my intention is to do so, reach the other six who, who felt they were forgotten about. You know what I mean? Because there's no worse feeling than to be forgotten, to feel left out, to feel like an outcast. So if everybody's the 40% or the 60% that's walking around like they're perfect, but that 40 is like, yeah, I ain't perfect. I'm, I'm with you, brother. I ain't perfect either. I cuss, I smoke, I drink, and, you know, <laughs> that, that's what it is. But more importantly, just like you, I, I love God. And, is, and, and can you get into heaven wearing Tim's? you damn right you can. You might not make it into church, but you can make it into heaven. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, listen, some of the things I've seen come up in the church, these seven stilettos or whatever they are, I don't know how high they are. I don't know if that'll make it up to heaven, but, you know, it is what it is, man, you know. But when we make it more about what we, you know, what we have on than who we really are, we've lost it, man. I mean, we really, we really, we really yeah. lost it. But, you know, and that's sad. It really is. It's sad. And, um, you know, we gotta have some folks that's willing to take a stand. Um, you know, and not not hate the sixty percent. Because my thing is, if you walk up in my church with Tim's on, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna laugh at it. I'm gonna laugh because I'm like that fool really did it. I'm <laughs> I'm proud of him. You know, but I wouldn't dare run this boy off or nothing like that. I'm gonna make you feel welcome. Matter of fact, I might run in the back, put mine on. Just to let you know, we got something in common. I'm comfortable now, or whatever. But you know, we gotta meet people honestly, where they are. You know, um, my little thing is come as you are, but we ain't gonna let you stay like you are. We gonna make sure that you get what you need, and we're gonna make sure that uh, you know you challenge yourself and that you be the best you you can be. I don't want you to be like I don't want nobody in my church, including my children, to be like me. Oh God, please! I'm trying not to be like me. I guess I'm trying to be a little better than that, or whatever. You know, I don't, don't try to be like me. You know, and uh, that's something that you uh, and I have talked about in the past. He don't want his kids to be like him. He don't want that. I mean, he, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. some attributes, of course, but you know, he just told you everything that he does. He's not saying one time I want my kids to do the same thing. No, no, you want your kids to be better. So um, I don't know, y'all. We're not going to solve the world's problems um, tonight, and, and but I, I will say this. I really believe that, um, well, I know that this, this this call makes a difference because if it doesn't matter to anybody else, it makes a difference in me. It makes me examine myself. It allows me to hear a female perspective. It allows me to hear, you know, so many different angles on the same topic and um, it sharpens me. So, you know, if it hasn't been a blessing to anyone else, uh, this blog talk radio has really been uh, beneficial to me. So I want to thank 
I thank the two of you guys because y'all definitely have to invite me in to be a part of this. This was just private conversation between me and Q late at night when we should have been asleep, you know, but it's just, I mean, this is just, this is the way we've always talked. I mean, it's never been, you know, I'm better than you because I'm a pastor. He's never just said, well, I got to watch my words because, you know, you're a pastor. I've never, I mean, none of that. I mean, I consider him as a genuine brother that I love, and uh, if I need his advice, I mean, you know, then I'm going to say, hey, man, look, I I didn't ask you for a scripture, but can you show me how to cut my son's hair, you know, and and he'll drop some knowledge on me. You know, that's, that's, that's the way it is for me. And so when we isolate people, whether it's people of other color, other races, it don't matter. We're we're isolating a lot of ideas. We're eliminating a lot of ingenuity that we don't realize, you know, because everybody's got a skill and a gift somewhere. And so when you put up a wall, you, you're leaving out something that you may need one day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I know, I know for... The blessing that you've been to my family is is unmeasurable, you know, and I thank God for you each and every moment, you know, because it, it helps put things in perspective it, it, that um, my, my lame brain, you know, and and I and I love it and I and I thank you because the times like we before, once people leave a certain situation, they forget who they are. You know? They forget about those oh, that in that situation. But yet, you you don't you have it. You know, you're in brief in spite of you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the example that I love. To, to to witness and love to be, you know, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you come from, regardless of your past or your criminal record or what have you, it's all love. You know, I was telling one of my guys, you know, he's like, yeah, I did 10 years in the pen. Okay. He was like, you don't care? I'm like, nah, that's the man you was. I'm dealing with the man you are, you know. Right. Period. And that's how it's supposed right. to be. Everybody right. made mistakes. It's about learning from it and moving on. As long as you still holding on to that that penitentiary, that prison mentality, I yep. can't deal with. No, nope. you, you you you've done your time, and now let's move on to bigger and better. That's it. That's exact. That's that's it, man. I I I can't agree more because there's so many times that. Um, People are afraid to open up because they they don't want you to find out who they used to be. And I, you know, I understand that. I'm not definitely not proud of the things, a lot of the things that I've done. But you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm new now. I'm, you know, I can tell you I can tell you the stories about it. But I, I'm not that person anymore. You know, my mind has grown. My, you know, I, I've I've matured beyond that. And that that was a part of my life, though. So I'm not gonna. Forget about it. I'm going to use that to help you to understand that the same God that delivered me from the past will do the same thing for you. So, I, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, we just, we, we've complicated 
life. We've complicated church. We've complicated marriage. I mean, all of them can really be um, made better by just love. Because when you love, you're honest, you're truthful, you 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 mean no ill will. Uh, when you got love, I don't have to be jealous. Because to be honest, I don't have to be. This is how I feel. And if he says otherwise, Monica, he's going to break my heart, and I'm probably going to have to take him out. But I don't have to be jealous of, of your husband because, in reality, I feel like what he has really is mine. Because if I needed it bad enough, I really felt like if my wife put me out tonight, if we, I feel like if we got burned out tonight, I could say, listen, it'll take me a minute to get to him, but I got a place I can lay my head. If I don't have a dime for a hotel, and I believe if I call you guys, you guys will say, look, you go over there, we already paid for it. I really believe that. So because I believe like that, you know, that what you guys have belongs to me also, then, you know, I don't have to be jealous of you guys. So if I really love the way I'm supposed to love, I don't have to be jealous. I don't have to lie. I don't have to steal. I don't, you know, so whether it's marriage or family or church or life, if we would put love, we just got put love where it's supposed to be, man, I'm telling you, life would be would be better, you know. Life would mm-hmm. just be better, you know. So I don't know. I guess I got a bent way of, <laughs> a bent way of looking at things, man. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's all I can say. And I'm, I plan on enjoying you, the ride the rest of the way out. You have a great way of looking at it, and that's how it, it should be. Um we we oftentimes we are so busy due to television programming and, and whatever programming to where we're in competition with everybody, you know, wives competing with husbands and husbands competing with brothers and so on and so forth. And there's, there's no need because you're making it more complicated than what it is. It's simple. Right. I'm going to compete with my wife over her career. I'm not going to compete with my wife over, over our house. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> make sense. You know what I mean? And you're absolutely right. If you, there's no, you know, there's you. Don't, it don't even have to be a serious need. You call and say, "Hey, bro, this is what it is. That's what it is. I got you." <laughs> because my brother, if I got it, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's the same with my wife. And she called me and she said, "Maybe I need." Yeah, that's what it is. That's right. There's no contingency. There's no, uh, oh, damn. Nah, nah, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I gave you $10 last week, you know. Yeah, man, that that just don't, yeah. I, I promise you, if we could just simplify this thing, you know, take it down a notch, um, you know, if we really are our brother's keeper. Then my brother don't have to go to the bank. My brother don't have to do this, that, and the other. My brother don't have to pay outrageous prices that doctor because it's sort of like, hey, look, you you're my guy. You come here to see me all the time. I'm not charging you five hundred dollars. You know what? Let me take care of this, and you know, you give me a tank of gas and some a cup of tea, and we'll call it we'll call it straight or whatever. But we got away from that, man. We all this competition. Everything is a competition. Everything, everything. So I don't know. Well, we don't kick Monica off the line. We had like we kicking it like old days, brother. We got to quit that. Man. 
Y'all ain't kicked me off. These kids about to run me. Yeah. Nah, but she she really she understands. She know how she know how I am when it comes to you know helping anybody. You know, there's there's yeah. not not one time. You know, if I got it, you know, she may be like, but look, I don't know. That's between them and God. I'm gonna do my part. You know, what God put on my heart. And yeah. in the beginning, it was like her, but now she she know how it is. She's the same, you know what I mean. She she give away more shit than 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 I than a little bit, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's on her heart, and, and I back her regardless of how much we pay for, regardless of if it's the last one, regardless of whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's on your heart, mm-hmm. it's on my heart. Whatever you do, I back you, and vice versa. You know what I mean. We we support each other, you know. Especially in that regard, because we were we're blessed, you know what I mean. So if we can bless somebody else, then let's do so. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you guys if you guys can keep that line of communication open like that, man, I'm telling you, you'll have a uh, a model marriage that you know others can look at, you know, because if, if and, and some folks don't want to get married because they don't have they they they're afraid they won't have what you know what you have but it, it can exist it can it can exist support each other love each other and like you said you'll get to where you start to have some of the similar thoughts like okay if that's how you feel I'm with you I got your back or whatever you know even fuss at each other hey nigga if you lost your mind or whatever I don't mean I don't love you it just means you. You had a brain fart, and let me straighten you out, you know. It is what it is, you know. That's all there is. So, y'all, we got to, again, let's just simplify this thing. Let's take it down a notch and just, you know, let's just live and enjoy every day, man. You don't know when this joint going to be over, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. But you know what, Pastor, even in a brain fart, just because I had a brain fart, I may just need some clarification. <laughs> you know, you, you just may need to, to to tell me the mission. You know what I mean? This is what it is. Oh, okay, cool. I get that. I didn't see that. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't see it. So now that I know, I'm on board. Full speed ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, you know, call that me crazy, but I think um, I think you know you're right. I think that. You know, I don't know. Call me crazy, but again, I think that that's why, you know, the, the, when the Bible talks about uh, the help me, you, you see, and the, fellas, don't take this the wrong way, but <laughs> you guys don't think on the level that we think on. You got that right. So I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> I can see why the Bible says God sends the man to help me. He ain't gonna send the wife to help me because the wife. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that that's you know that's important to remember. Stop. Well, let me let me share something with you because this is the truth. You can go search it out for yourself. Women, men are stimulated by what we see. If it look good, look. Hey, that look good to me. Let's move on it. You know, women are stimulated by what they hear, so they're gonna get all the details. A lot of times, and God, okay. I hate when my wife is right. I hate that. that is- but again, she's going to get more details than um, 
you know, we're working on credit right now. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we're working on that. We want to we wanna purchase a home, uh, you know, in a year, year and a half, whatever, whatever, or as soon as possible, to be honest with you, but definitely within a year. Well, you know, I made the initial mm-hmm. contact. I got the information, but she got home, and she was kind of like, well, let me go ahead and make this call, and now she's got Come the on, intimate man. details. You know, right. that's just all there is to it. So, But I'm not in competition to say, you know, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. Look, as long as it get done, I care less, as long as it get done, because at the end of the day, once we get in it, you know, I'm in it just like you are. So we ain't got to fight over it, you know. But me, right. I, if it look good, I'm like, let's do this, you know. Right. That's why women Everything that look good get, to you ain't good for you now. Look here, don't even talk about me like that, girl, because see, hey, let's check this I'm out. This is going to make me look good right here. That's how my wife got a good man, and I had so many bad women. They just look good to me. Right, <laughs> right. My husband is the same way. Hey, 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 hey that hurt, oh, man. Sure. That, that hurt, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. But, you know, it, it is what it is. When it comes to it is. conversation, for that understanding, remember, men are, are logical, right? Women are are yeah. are emotional. So when they we go by, well, it's it's simple. They're like, now nah, the details of it. That fine print says this. Now nah, that don't feel right. And I'm like, but <laughs> what, what don't feel right about it? You know, uh, it's just something that don't feel right. Well, damn, that's it. Like, I guess something don't feel right, but. When it, when it, in all seriousness, when when we put, you know, because we're 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 just going in based on what we see, they are analyzing, right? And right. my wife, she's she's an over analyzer. She's so she gonna go through it like a few times with that fine tooth comb. And there you go. In fact, I'm like. You know, one time is good. Two times, uh, that's almost overkill. With three, four times, you know. <laughs> but with that, they haven't said it's wrong. You know what I mean? Me personally, I'm like, you know, if it don't, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's just this simple. We got yeah. the money. We want to buy the house. We agree. Let that be what it is. She's like, yeah, but. You know, what about this? This can be balloon. What about that? It can be this. And I'm like, man. I don't. I don't do that much now. Come on. I make and a decision, I and, and we and we we go with it after I, you know, if I'm good with the details, like you say, Pastor. We we gotta know because you know there's good some with things. The details. Yeah, some things. You know, you. Okay, it look good. Well, let's let's just dig a little deeper here. And not saying that you're looking for anything, but mm-hmm. you know we're just trying to make sure that mm-hmm. what we what we about to sign off on is legit. You know there may be something <laughs> hidden in, in the fine print, or you Maybe. know not only that, you also have to think that you, because y'all say okay, let's let's run with it. You know the man ain't gonna. Y'all not gonna sit and and fill out the paperwork and and find the tax forms and and write this letter nope. or that letter or nope. you know, we gonna do that. So if I gotta do all of that, then I'm gonna need to know what I'm doing this for exactly. What I'm doing this for. Yeah. 
And see, my thing is, all I got to do, all I got to do is learn to trust you because I know you're not going to hurt us. So, you know what? You on that? You tell me we good? Okay, I'll sign this. You know, and that's that's where I am with. I don't have the the patience with it or the Mm -hmm. whatever. Even the skill level to get it done is like I'm not fooling with all this. That's you know they asking for this, that, and the other. And I mean, look, go ahead, babe. You got this. And uh, let me know when you need me. I'll be outside with a cup of tea, and uh, I'll come in here and sign this thing or whatever. So it takes two. It takes both. And oh, we have does. to learn how to remember, we have, Yeah. You remember at the beginning when I was like, I don't know nothing, just bring me the receipts. I remember. <laughs> I don't need to know the colors. I don't need to know the details. You know, my son come in and say, how was your day? Good. No issues. Good. That's it. My wife be like, what you have for lunch? Uh, did you change out of CE? You know, all that kind of stuff. She wants to know the details. And I'm That's like, exactly oh, right. goodness. Like, he was all his way upstairs. Like, now he got to sit here and talk and tell the story. And I'm like, damn. You know, but that that's her. You know, that's her. She knows, yeah. hey, all I need to know that it's all good and ain't no issues. Now, if there's issues, I'm ready. You know what happened. But, it, yeah. you know, I'm not uh, – all the other stuff I don't care about. You know, I don't care about the bus ride. I don't care about none of that other stuff. Hey, listen, I, I hear you, but that's why I believe that it takes both. He, you know, the, the kid will be uh, uh, more well-rounded if he has both. Because if I look at you, you're, you're not bleeding nowhere. Nobody hits you. You got home on time. You look like you're okay. We good. But like you said, she's gonna ask, "Did you talk to that little nappy head girl today?" Well, what did Nathan say to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're oh, gonna yeah. ask. They're gonna ask that, you know. And uh, yeah. you know, and again, I, I guess, it, and and uh, kids, they uh, believe it or not, they know who to talk to about what. They're like, "Nah, I ain't gonna talk to mom about this because she." Mm-mm. I talk to daddy about this, and I talk to mom about that. So you know, yeah, mm-hmm. both of both of both of them are needed. They really are, and. Uh, we just Man, why, he don't talk to me. Enough. He don't talk to me when mommy ain't paying no attention. When, when it's about yeah. money, he go to mommy. He ain't yeah. coming to me. Like, uh, he ain't coming to you. No, nah, he ain't coming to me. I need mommy. I need ten dollars for whatever. Come and be like, man, you need what? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, you 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 in high school? I'm paying like you in college. You know, you don't need something. <laughs> but oh, man. That's how it is, you know. He he don't want to hear my mom, but that that comes with my wallet, you know what I mean. So uh, he go he goes straight to business, and and then she got a way of 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 of, of conveying it to me. Oh, baby, you know uh, the boy, he uh, I'm like, why he ain't tell me? Because he knows, you know, her. I'm not gonna use such words, you know. But with him, uh, you know. You know, I need to know. You're trying to go out and buy this girl some chocolate. You know, what's going on? <laughs> you know, she's going to go buy the chocolate for him. You know what I mean? She ain't asking no questions. <laughs> we need to yeah, questions. Boy, you, you all up in my household, man. <laughs> you you way up in my household. But it is what it is, man. You just got to accept it for not only what it is, but for the way it's supposed to be. You know, and thank God that. You know, I laugh, but I'm be honest. I enjoy it because, you know, I grew up to where I can only ask one 
parent. I didn't have both of them there to ask, and I'm it's a it's a, it's a joy to know that my kids can go you know back and forth like that. That's 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 what's up right there. That's what's up. So uh, embrace that, man. Embrace that. That's a blessing oh. that a lot of folk don't have. Oh, I agree. I, I do. I talk. I talk about it, but I really I love it because you know in being in you know being raised by the grandparents and, and both of them being in the house but they were too career driven or too um, old school if you will because it was that generational gap right so they didn't understand how things had changed or how it has evolved from when they were kids you know what I mean so I do understand because, you know, it hasn't changed that much from when we were kids. But from yeah. Michael being raised by his grandmother, there's a whole gap right there that just doesn't make sense. That disconnect won't make sense because something is missing. So It's I, more I of a disconnect out. than just that, though. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sorry, I said it's more of a disconnect than just generational gap. I'm sorry. No, because it's, it's it's there, especially you said that, and the first thing that came to my mind is the fact that you know, growing up in in an urban area versus a urban area, that's a huge gap. And when I got frustrated in the beginning with it, I was like, you know, we go to the to the hood. And it's all good, you know. This is how it is. This is how it's gonna be. And then reality hit me. It was like, nah, we ain't running. We gonna be right here. We gonna learn together. And whatever comes about, we gonna handle it. If not, it's just gonna we just gonna you know ride waves. And that's exactly what has happened. We could have ran back to the hood and missed the blessing that God has for us right now. So. You're right. It is more than a generational gap, but I'm glad that whatever it is, it's the way it's supposed to be right now, and it's going to continue to be that way for our kids and their kids in the future. And that's what matters is that they have what they need. Uh, you know that that matters more. You know, I don't think we know the damage that may have been done to us by being raised the way we were. And and these kids now, you know, your kids, my kids, whatever they've got, they've got options, they've got two loving parents, they've got a stable household. And man, that means the world, man. It, it really means the world. I'm not I'm not hating on them. I'm happy for them. I'm glad today that it's the way it's supposed to be as opposed to, you know, we just making it because, you know, it's, it's unfortunately you know, it seemed like that was the norm growing up in a single parent home or being raised by a grandparent or whatever. That was the norm, but that's not the way God intended it. It, it should be the way that it is now with your kids and with my kids. So, um, you know, thank God, man, things are better. They really are. Well, we're going to continue. Keep God first. We're going to continue to um, make family continue to keep the family the priority um, as well as, as the comfort of, of humanity. All that plays 
a great part in a successful and a strong future because we take ourselves out of it. Although we're in the paint, it's not about us. It's not selfish acts. You know what I mean? So as long as we continue to do that, I think that we are continuing or we're we're breaking down those walls. We're removing it brick by brick, and that's what's necessary. Mm-hmm. You you definitely have my agreement. I'm 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 with you 100 percent, man. I wouldn't change a thing. So to God be the glory. All of it. Well, I'm gonna get off this phone. I got I gotta go to work tomorrow. Y'all know y'all you know ain't got much to do, but I'm a hard working man. So I got to catch you now. Look at you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> must be must be nice. You gotta take, you gotta go to work and get some money put in his hands, and I gotta go and take money out of my pocket and put it in other hands. I I don't know about that. There's something wrong with that somewhere. But uh, hey, it makes <laughs> the world go round. We all good. We all good. Now I enjoyed all of this tonight, y'all. This is a blessing for me. Um, thank God for it, and uh, it prepares me for the rest of my week. So thank you guys. Thank both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Warren. You're welcome. Thank well, you. I love y'all. I'm about to sign out. See y'all next week, yes, family. Yes, sir. I love you too, my brother. All right. Good night. All right. Y'all have a good night. You too. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.